Welcome to Sisterly, a podcast featuring conversations for and with badass and modern women. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sisterly. Today, ladies, we are going to be talking about simplifying. Ah, isn't that nice? Doesn't that sound great? Simple living. Okay. I don't know if you are like me, but I came to a point where, okay, I have three kids. They are all doing stuff and they're little. My kids right now, depending on when you're listening to this, but today it is July 28th, 2021, and my children are seven, five, and three. My kids do stuff. We have a busy life. And I came to a point when I looked at the calendar and we had so much going on. It was almost painful to look at. And then I walked around my house, which we don't have a massive house, but I was walking around my house and I was noticing that there was a mess. There was chaos. There was stress in every single room. That night, I went to my husband. Now, this was probably a month ago. I, I went to Brandon and I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm not trying to be like my mom. Mom, I love you. But we grew up in a very sterile house. It was, we, everything was picked up all the time. We were expected to keep our rooms put together almost all the time, beds made. Um, the house was tidy almost all the time. My mom might argue with me, but I, that is my experience through my lens that our house was clean all the time. And I have that as a comparison. My mom ran an in-home daycare out of our house for years. And I was like, I don't have an in-home daycare and my house is a shit storm most of the time. What is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And now having conversations with my mom and understanding it from an adult perspective, now having kids, is that she was at home. That was her job. She felt it was her responsibility and her duty because she was at home. Her job was the home. That's awesome. And for those mothers who are at home, for those parents who are at home and who are struggling to keep up with the things and organize the things, this podcast is for you. It is also for those parents and moms, those single parents who work, the who are grinding it out 40 plus hours a week, who come home to kids and look around the house and it is a shitstorm. <laughs> this is for you. Okay, so we are going to talk about simplifying things today. We know from the science that when there is chaos in the home with things, there is chaos in our minds. So our environment, we talked about this on a previous podcast about stress, is that our brains are constantly feeding us information on our environment. If we feel that clutter equals chaos, we will see that as stress and our brains produce stress in our bodies. Okay, so things, chaos, can equal emotional stress and chaos. 
So how do we go about simplifying things? For me, I didn't know where to start. So I reached out to one of my girlfriends. Her name is Amy Eilers. She is on Instagram, House of Eilers, and we rent through her Go Simple Challenge. She runs this a couple times a year. It is absolutely the best, most valuable thing I've ever done. But the mindset was where I needed to shift. I felt as though if I didn't have enough things for my kids to play with, that they were going to be bored and that they wouldn't have the same childhood that I did. Here's the deal, you guys. Your kids do need sensory input. They need interaction. They don't need to be entertained. If you feel like you are the entertainment for the children and that you need to entertain them, that is false. Your job is to nurture your children, to provide them safety, to give them their physiological needs. We're going to go through this in another podcast on the hierarchy of needs, the updated version, because I don't think we want to take information from the 1930s unless prudent. Um, But things don't equal happiness. Things don't equal happiness. Our children need love. They need nurturing. They need learning. They need to know that there are things to learn outside in nature. They need to know that happiness doesn't come from things. Okay, so where do we start? We started in a drawer. We started in one drawer, and it was that, you guys, I I apologize if you listen to this with your children, but they're just going to hear swear words. But that fucking drunk drawer, we had three of those. It's the drawer in your kitchen or in your mudroom or in the utility room where you put all of your extra shit that you don't know what to do with. And it was overflowing with cords and coins. And oh my goodness, I could not even tell you. There were six sets of headphones in there. There are five of us. And one of my children is three. She doesn't need headphones. (laughs) So we started with one drawer. And I went through that drawer and it either, it had a place. And these are the piles that I made. The, this is necessary as a miscellaneous thing that I need every once in a while that I need access to. For example, a tape measure, a flashlight, and my eyeglass repair kit. That really doesn't have a space in my house. I don't really have a particular spot, so it's going into this place. I don't want it in a toolbox because sometimes I need to measure stuff fast because I renovate all the time. I live in an old farmhouse. There are projects all the time. So I went through this drawer and if it was junk, I threw it away. If it belonged in another space, I put it in that space, not necessarily away because this is what can happen. And this is what Amy will talk to you about. And she will challenge you, but also explain and help you understand that if you start in one spot, finish that spot. I found that I would go to a drawer and I opened it up and I would say, oh, this belongs in the bathroom. I would go to my bathroom, open the drawer to put the tweezers away, and I would look and be like, holy shit, this needs to be organized too. Well, let's get started on this also. And then that drawer downstairs in the junk drawer would stay there. It would stay unorganized. And then let's say in the bathroom, oh, well, this doesn't belong here. 
this belongs in the kitchen. Downstairs I went, and then I was like, holy shit, this kitchen is a disaster. And it was like a juggernaut. And then I became overwhelmed. I wanted to tear my hair out, and I had to stop. So finish. Take one drawer. If you are someone who is prone to anxiety and overwhelm, one drawer a day. That's it. Go through it. Put it in the correct space, but don't organize that space. Just put it there. You'll get to it one drawer at a time. As I started completing projects and going through, I get hungrier, (laughs) as I often do, and I got more ambitious. And the projects, I got better at organizing because as you go and you start putting things in their place and you start containing the things that you have so that tangle of headphones, we wrapped them up and I put them in a little Tupperware container so that then they wouldn't, you know, drag all the other things in with it like a spider web of wiry doom. But we started organizing and containing and finding um, products that fit our drawers so that then if there was something out of place or it got put into another room, we could easily say, okay, we A, we don't need that thing anymore, or B, that thing has a place. Let's put it in the correct place. I am not type A. I am not good at organizing, but I don't like chaos. My brain does not like chaos, especially when it's in my house. My work life is somewhat chaotic. I have a really busy chiropractic office. There are lots of staff people to organize, and we have doctors and other practitioners. So it's chaos there. It is wonderful and beautiful and constructive chaos. It is managed very well. But my home needs to be solitude for me. It is my sacred space. If that is true for you, I encourage you to go through this process. You will find that once you get one drawer done, you move on to the next drawer and that drawer becomes a room. And then that room is complete. Once that room is complete, you move on to the next room and the next drawer. This is a long process. Amy sets aside six weeks for this process. If you try to do it in a day, it is exhausting. It's exhausting. If you're ambitious and you want to do that, go nuts. But I would encourage you to take the full six weeks. And it also depends on how big your house is. The point is, and the moral of this story is I'm going to come back to where we started from, is that stuff, things, When you simplify your things, you create more time. Your things become thoughts. If you have clear things, if you have organized things, your life becomes organized. The stuff is merely a symbol. It's something tangible that you can start with. But once that is settled, and you feel like you have minimized, you've gotten rid of things, it is painful to get rid of things, especially if it's sentimental. If it's meaningful to you, don't purge it. Don't get rid of it. Keep it, organize it, contain it, store it. Put it somewhere where it is easily found. But keep the things that bring you joy. My kids got involved in this process. I was so proud of them. We donate quite a bit. 
all the time because the grandparents spoil them. And, you know, that's what grandparents are supposed to do. And they get things all the time. So we go through probably once a quarter, every three months, and we go through the things. The kids have learned to have a gracious heart because they will look at something and they'll say, I don't play with this anymore. I don't want to play with this anymore. I don't find joy in it. Let's give it to another kid who might. That is the best thing ever. We are setting those children up for a charitable future where they realize that there is so much more to give than there is to keep. It also helps because they learn these skills early so that they don't fall into that same treadmill of having to have more and more things and more entertainment. They will look at their things with more gratitude. It is beautiful, even at this early, early age, to teach the kids, to teach our children to have a charitable, gracious heart. So when you have managed your things, the things are a symbol for your life. Those simplified, organized rooms, you start to compartmentalize your schedule. You start to cut out the things that don't make sense in your life anymore, the things that no longer bring you joy. If there is stuff, if there's a t-shirt that you can get rid of, then there's probably a task in there that you think is bullshit, that you don't find joyful anymore, and that you can let go. You start letting go of toxic relationships, maybe friendships that don't serve you anymore or that you find you don't find um, grace in anymore. This is just the beginning. The stuff is just the beginning. And I can tell you this from my own experience. And you guys will know this, that I am always on a journey. I'm going through this. I'm in the trenches with you. And that I am always learning how to create more time, more freedom, more love with my kids, with my husband. I would love to spend my evenings just chatting and having a cocktail with my husband instead of cleaning up after my children's stuff. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be the life that we're trying to create? Go back to those values. Go back to your core set of values, what those mean to you. If you love to clean and clean up after the stuff that your kids tornado through throughout a day, then don't organize. Don't do this. Don't simplify because this is your joy. Take this information and feed it into your life. How does it fit correctly in there? Once you have created simplicity, simplicity starts to cultivate in all the areas of your life. We'll end the podcast the way we end all podcasts, with gratitude. Three things, baby. Think of three things that you will hold in your heart all day long that will give you energy. What brings you joy every single day? that you can hang on to as you go through this process. Enjoy the day, simplify, and make it awesome.